Hey, you found us. It's the quarantined edition of the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, I'm struggling with working from home. I know you're working from home too, but Todd Gurley got fired on his day off. Which was a which was a great tweet from him, uh, harkening <laughs> back to that. the movie Friday. He said, "How do you, how do I get fired on my day off?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not alone uh, in in that scenario in football right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's it's one of those news stories that if you think about, you know, two days ago, it's not that surprising. If you think about where we were, you know, two years ago, it's really surprising. Um, but. That's football, and it's especially football at running back. It seems like more than maybe more than any other position. Yeah, this move, you know, when they were on their march to the Super Bowl, and he was getting, you know, some MVP buzz yeah. and the thought that well, is is his production and Ezekiel Elliott's production sufficient to make it so you should draft a running back again? Right, um, right. And now look where we are. Obviously, when they drafted him and, and in the post-draft career, the arthritis in his knee, the the lack of cartilage, everyone knew yeah. that this was a possibility. And it's crazy, but not that crazy to think that Todd Gurley is now out of work, at least yeah. temporarily. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, what's maybe even crazier is like, what's the market for him? Is there a great market for him? Because... You know, I mean, those problems aren't going away because he makes less money, Um, you know, and so obviously he'll make less money from whoever he goes to. And I'm sure he'll find a place. But, you know, could we be looking at a, you know, scenario like a Sean Alexander or somebody who goes, you know, in, you know, next year? Is he even in the league? You know, um, I, I mean, it's I think it's possible, which is amazing. But again, that's the way that position seems to be. This all is Mike Shanahan's fault, and we know that. Um, <laughs> exasperated well, yeah. in the last decade, it has. It has. It's. It's kind. Of, it is funny to you know, like look back and and look at how football was, you know, thirty forty years ago, where the running back was the star. Um, you know, you you had your you know, I mean, you go back to the seventies and eighties, and it was you know, it was OJ Simpson, it was Tony Dorsett, it was you know. Uh, the, you know, the running back was the star position and the quarterback kind of, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, you had Staubach and Bradshaw, but, it, you know, it wasn't that way. And now it's it's completely different. Um, you know, running back is, is a revolving door and, and uh, you know, the, the star running back one day is, is the cast off the next day, it seems like. Absolutely the case. Um, I, you know, we're, we're focusing on this because this is the breaking news, but since the last right. time we talked, I, I think everyone's on the same page, at least all of the major news mm-hmm. people in sports, that, that the big story is Tom Brady has found another coach who you don't like to team up with um, <laughs> so that yeah, you can yeah, still yeah. really dislike the coach-quarterback combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I was. I was just happy to see him leave New England. Um, you know, I, I just. I, it was one of those scenarios where I'm just like, let's just get a different scenario and see him go somewhere else. Not going to make me like him any better. It's probably not going to make me like the Patriots any better. Although I guess it depends on who ends up playing quarterback for them. I mean, if uh, if it's Jameis, you know, if it would be Jameis Winston, or if they would draft. 
Tua somehow or something like that, well, you know, okay, that, that'd be a different story. Um, you know, uh, right now it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still not going to be a Patriots fan, but um, might they be slightly more tolerable without Tom Brady? Yeah, probably so. In your mind, which is the better outcome? Brady leads Tampa Bay to a terrific season to spite <clears throat> Belichick or <clears throat> Belichick and some quarterback, let's let's say Jacoby Brissett. Uh, sure. You know, Belichick leads the Patriots with some new quarterback to again win the East by a couple games over a, a better Bills team. I'd probably choose the latter. I, I mean, I, and, I, and I t- let me take it a step further than what you're saying. If you told me, you know, okay, you know, Belichick wins another Super Bowl without Brady, or Brady wins another Super Bowl without Belichick, I'd take probably Belichick without Brady. Are you even though I don't like the Patriots, and I'm not, a, you know, Patriots fans are just exhausting. But yeah, I, I probably would. Are you softening, or perhaps am I totally misjudging your view of Belichick? Because sometimes you find begrudging respect, if not enjoyment, from a coach. Uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't I, say that. I, I don't think I'm at that point. Um, you know, but let's say this: um, I just I find him less hateable than Brady. But you know, and, and that's not that is like your classic, you know backhanded compliment i guess um i don't like belichick i think he's a you know miserable sob and uh you know and 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 i just don't like the patriots and he is he is synonymous with the patriots so it's hard to separate them um but i really just don't like brady i just never have liked brady um you know as time has gone on i like him even less and so if you told me you know like would, would i take just a slight bit of perverse delight in the Patriots winning a Super Bowl in the next year or two without Brady, uh, yeah, I probably would. Now, it doesn't mean I want that to happen. Uh, there will be, you know, 25 to 30 other teams I'd rather see win the Super Bowl than them. But I'd rather have that than the opposite, I guess. Do the Buccaneers now move to your least favorite team? Do they occupy that no, basement? they're still spot? the Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're still the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are there. Probably forever. Uh, you know, the, who knows? I mean, I guess you should never say never. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Cardinals are at 32 and the Patriots were at 31. Um, we'll see how things go. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those where it's possible. I mean, to give you a, an example, I remember I hated Kansas basketball when Roy Williams was there. Absolutely hated them, rooted against them. And after Roy Williams left and went to North Carolina, I hated him less. And I hated Kansas less. Now, I'm still not a big fan of either, but somehow the separation of the two decreased my animosity toward them. So maybe that's what will happen here, too, where I'll just, you know, there's less venom there uh, for the for the dislike. We obviously don't know what's going to happen with uh, the sports landscape. The NFL, because it's the furthest out, has the best chance of having a realistic season. Do you think in week one, any of the following quarterbacks will be without a job or without a starting job? Cam Newton, uh, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton. Without a starting job, absolutely. Um, I I mean, in fact, 
I wouldn't necessarily bet on any of the three of them having one. I think Cam Newton's probably got the best chance. Um, but I don't know. That depends on health. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Joe Flacco's a starter. I think that, that day's done. Um, you know, so I, will, will they all probably be on a roster? I would think so. But I don't know that I would expect all three, certainly not all three, and maybe none of the three to be starters, uh, you know, week one, unless it's a, you know, they're a backup and the starter gets hurt type of situation. Yeah. I'm but curi- a, you know, a team's designated starter, I don't see that. I'm curious what's going to happen because it's clear Carolina's moved on from Cam. Right. And right. It, it's also clear Cincinnati's going to draft Joe Burrow. Yes. And, and that he's okay with seems, it. Seems pretty much a cinch at this point, yeah. yeah. Um, the interesting one to me is Flacco because Flacco could, if he wanted to, and he might – well, not view himself this way, but yeah. he could now begin a second act in a Doug Flutie or even Ryan Fitzpatrick type role where he's just the guy every offseason or every couple offseasons who he moves to a new team. He challenges the starter. He loses yeah. the job. He starts a few games and then he moves on to the next. Yeah, team. you're right. You're right. I mean, he could he could be a, uh, you know, a Matt Hasselbeck type who went from, you know, a Super Bowl starter to a, a journeyman backup for a few years, you know, was with Tennessee, was with Indianapolis. Um, that's a possibility. And, you know, I, I could, I could see that. Uh, and then you wonder for a guy like him who made a ton of money and now he's had injury problems, you know, does he just ride off into the sunset and, you know, does he need the, you know, you, you never know with guys like that. Like, do they want to stay in football as long as possible? Or is it just like, Hey, my time's up. I'm going to, you know, go kick back with the family and you'll never hear from me again. Um, and that may be the case with Flacco. I mean, he's not a real, you know, charismatic personality. So you don't necessarily see him being a TV guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. You never know, I guess, but it doesn't, doesn't seem like a natural fit with him. So I don't know. Um, I, I think he's probably of those three you mentioned, he's the one that's furthest away from being a starter. Um, you know, his, his last year with Baltimore didn't go well. And then his only year with Denver didn't go well. And so it feels like, you know, the shelf life is is up there. I could see Dalton being a starter somewhere, maybe New England. You know, that's been a mm-hmm. connection that's been made for a while. Um, but I feel like New England, from listening to, you know, some people who seem to know that organization, like, they're okay going with Stidham if they can't, you know, like, they're not going to go and pay $15 million for a quarterback just to feel okay about it. Like, I think mm-hmm. Belichick might just say, you know what, we'll go with Jared Stidham, we'll pay him $750,000, and watch me build this roster around him and see if I can, you know, work some magic that way. I think it'll be very interesting if Chase Daniel is making more than the Patriots starter. And it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, who knows? I, I think if they could get a deal... For Andy Dalton, you know, where he'll he'll re, renew, you know, they trade for him and he'll restructure his deal or something like that. I could see that, you know, bring in a, a veteran to at least compete with Stidham and don't just hand him the job. But I just don't, I don't think they're going to go out and pay a bunch of money for a, an average veteran um, just to feel like they did something. You know, you wonder if maybe the whole, you know, not bringing Brady back 
was a notion of, you know what, let's see what we can do building around a cheap quarterback. Let's see if we can replicate what the Chiefs did with Mahomes and what the Rams did with Goff and the Eagles did with Wentz. We can take advantage of this window, which they've got three more years with Stidham. You know, and I don't know if Stidham's as good as those guys. We have no idea. But he's cheaper, cheaper yeah. by far than any of those guys, even in, when they were cheap. Um, so, you know, maybe he feels like, hey, this is this is my window to, you know, they always say, you know, Belichick's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. And, and maybe that's what he's going to do. Like, hey, I don't I don't need a 43-year-old quarterback making $20 million. Give me the 24-year-old quarterback making less than a million and I'll build this team around him, and I'll be, a, you know, give me a dominant defense, and and we'll run some, you know, run pass option stuff that we couldn't do with Brady, and see what happens. Well, the the book on Belichick has always been he's going to cut a guy a year early instead of a year late, right? And right. from everything that they were saying, it it seems like he may have wanted Brady gone a couple years ago. Yeah, and he yeah, finally yeah. got to the point where he could make sure it happened. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I think what happened this year played into that. I mean, Brady wasn't great this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't horrible. You know, he didn't completely fall off the map. And, and and I think, you know, nowadays with the way that NFL rules are, you know, quarterbacks don't just fall off the map completely because it's, it's, you know, you can't hit them as much. You can't hit receivers as much. So you can still be pretty productive, but are you are you as good? And he wasn't last year. And, and so, yeah, I, I think you're right that, you know, now is the time that it's like, okay, let's, let's do it before it's too late, before maybe you hit the cliff and the physical skills start to erode as well. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my, here's my question for you. I, I posed it to somebody else when the news came out. I give you three scenarios. You know, tell me which one you think closest to how the Brady Buck scenario works out. Peyton Manning in Denver worked out pretty well. Won an MVP in a Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Montana in Kansas City worked out decently. Got to an AFC Championship game in two years. Or Johnny Unitas going to the Chargers. Just an abject disaster. I think it's going to be more Montana Kansas City. I, I, I don't I, think that it. I don't think their defense is good enough to compete for the Super Bowl, and they're still in the same division with the Saints. Right. So right. I don't think I, making I a playoff so is a too. lock. But I, I also think. don't think it's going to be a disaster because the flip side of that is uh, Arians is prickly, but he knows how to coach offense and he, he knows how he to does. get the most he can out of an aged quarterback. Sure. See sure. Carson Palmer. And, yeah. And yeah. look, I, I, I don't think OJ Howard is the third guy in the, you know, great trio of offensive weapons they have. And, and I don't think Rondé Bar or, uh, What's his name? The running back. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. I don't think he is the guy either, but those two receivers are real, real good. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying I could do it or you could do it, but I think a league average quarterback, the the guy who everyone likes to pick on, if if Jared Goff's on that team, he's going to throw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jameis just did. Yeah. I mean, Jameis led the NFL in passing yards and was second in passing touchdowns. Now, he turned the ball over too much, but he, he was very productive, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, and, and again, in saying that, that's where it kind of hit me that, like, okay, our examples of star quarterbacks going to another team and just being a disaster, they're like 40 years old. Namath and the Rams, Unitas and the Chargers. That was the 70s. 
um, you know, people kind of have changed their perception of Montana with the Chiefs. That was not a failure. I mean, he didn't reach the heights that he had in San Francisco, but two years and, and, you know, they got to the playoffs, they made an AFC title game. Yeah, it wasn't a disaster. Favre left and went to a conference championship game with Minnesota. Now, his last year was was bad. Uh, He stayed one year too long. You know, Manning obviously had a lot of success in Denver. So, you know, the game has changed a little bit, and I think it's easier for an old quarterback to still be at least average, as you're saying, um, and and not fall off the table completely. Yeah, and and I think that it's a... It's weird because there is a cliff and, and the cliff is there for everyone and some guys exit before they get to the edge of the cliff like Andrew Luck and Barry Sanders right. and, and some guys right. like Unitas go flying off the cliff. Manning sure. in his last sure. year. Manning's last year was, was he struggled. Farms last year. Yeah. And their physical skills were just not there anymore. I think that Brady, some of it is he has prepared himself and he's always talked about he's, he wants to play to 46. Right. And because of that, I think he has maybe lowered his ceiling every year to preserve his floor every year. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and, and I don't uh, know, but I just feel like if you can keep doing that, he can keep being a, a league average quarterback, and, and that's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And, and I mean, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning's the most recent example. You know, even though the physical skills had completely eroded, they're still good enough to get to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Now, granted, they had a great defense and all of that, but but again, the, the game's just different than it was even 10 years ago. You know, you look at those, you know, Favre with the Vikings, and it's, you know, he's getting battered around. That doesn't happen with quarterbacks anymore. It's not allowed to happen. So, you know, like you think, well, you know, Brady is five years past Manning, with his last year, you know, has the game continued to evolve to the point where all you got to do is really prop him up, put a decent offensive line in front of him, and he can be at least average. Not sure he's going to be great, but average. Well, but the other thing about Manning, which is different from Brady, Brady's only serious injury was a knee. And there's no neck fusion surgery or anything like that. Nothing that that zaps the arm strength, which is what happened to Manning. There's been no elbow, no shoulder, True. And he, you know, and we'll see how it goes with Anarian's offense, but he hasn't really thrown the ball downfield. So it's not like he's taxing his arm quite a bit. (laughs) Exactly. And that's going to be an interesting element of that, too, is, you know, the the Arians offense. I mean, I I saw it, um, you know, in Arizona and it's it's predicated on the deep ball. Uh, You know, it, it was in Pittsburgh. You know, Ben Roethlisberger got beat up. You know, his, his most of his injuries came playing in that offense because of the deep drop and the long time in the pocket. Carson Palmer, same thing. Uh, Andrew Luck, same thing a couple years there. Jameis last year. I mean, that's why the interceptions were high, you know, in, in a way, because, he, you know, that's Arians' philosophy. Hey, we're going to put it in the air. We're going to take our chances. Um, so it'll be interesting because, yeah, the New England offense doesn't resemble that, especially the last few years. Maybe the 2007 Patriots when they had, you know, Randy Moss, but the yeah. last few years it's been you know tight ends and slot receivers, and that's not what I mean, you mentioned. Those two receivers, you that's know, not what they do. Godwin did. and Mike Evans; those are those are deep guys, you know. So yeah, it, it's an interesting fit, and we'll see 
how it is. Because, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, oh, this is like when he had Randy Moss. Well, yeah, he was 13 years younger. So, mm-hmm. it, it's you know, it's not exactly the same scenario. The the comparison I've heard, the cross-sport comparison, is Nolan Ryan pitching when he yeah. was 46. and Yeah. Yeah, true, but... Baseball is different than football. No one other than Robin Ventura ever tried to tackle <laughs> Nolan Ryan. You're not getting hit. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, look, I, I've said over and over in this, you know, quarterbacks don't get hit anymore. And that's a, that's an overstatement. I mean, they do still get hit. They don't get hit the way they used to. They're more protected. But it's still, you know, you still get sacked. You still get hit after you throw the ball. You still have to move. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's an element there that um, – I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't see this being a horrendous failure. I kind of wouldn't mind if it was. I mean, if, if eight games into next season, it's like you know, boy, he's just done. He's totally washed, and and they're putting him on the bench in order to preserve his dignity. I enjoy that, but I don't expect that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to end like Eli Manning. If he doesn't, if if he's not the guy, he'll he'll be gone, uh, and it could, so be so. So. it could be mid season, and it could be Vontae Davis mid game. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, they're they're clearly, you know, uh, all in with him. And, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, certainly makes them more interesting than they've, they've been. I mean, they've been a, a team that for the last 10 to 15 years has kind of been one of those, like, you don't really know much about them. Uh, you know, there's your they're your classic one Eastern Sunday ticket team. Um, you, you know, like, oh, yeah, who are they playing today in front of a half-empty stadium? That won't be the case this year. They'll have some primetime games, and, and you know, uh, we'll see a lot of the Bucks. Um, now, if they struggle, interest may fade by midseason, but uh, they're a marquee team to begin the season at least. Well, it's not a great way to build a team by what will sell tickets. Um no, it's not, and and yet I do believe. I mean, you, of the two teams that were supposedly the finalists, you can draw a straight line between that. Tampa Bay attendance was poor last year. It's been not really great. They don't sell a lot of interest, and the Chargers are, you know, probably the most well known in the league right now for struggling to build a fan base, and they're moving into the new stadium supposedly. Although construction on that could could push them back a year on that who knows um but you know you're going to try to fill a 70 75,000 seat place good way to do that would have been a star quarterback and they didn't they didn't get it but they could they could still get it with you know like maybe they get Tua or something like that somebody to to try to like you know hey come out and see this guy Phil Rivers didn't do it uh you know so you you know and Phil Rivers pretty good player so I think they were swinging for the fences to try to get a headline attraction Mm mm-hmm yeah, I I think it's interesting, and we didn't even talk about Rivers going to the Colts. No, um, no, we did not, yeah, which is a, an interesting fit as well. And I don't know, he moved his whole family to Florida, so it's a lot further of a commute during the week to Indy yeah. than it was apparently, between L.A. and San Diego. Apparently they're all going with him, according to, to Daniel Jeremiah. They're all going to move to Indiana, and he's, you know, he's hoping it's more than one year, and you know we'll see. Um that's a place where you feel like, you know, success isn't that far off. Good no. offensive line, which is important for an old quarterback like him. Well, a uh, healthy Brissett was really right. good for them. Until Brissett right. got hurt, they were rolling last year. They were leading year. that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he got hurt and it kind of, you know, changed things. But, yeah, I mean, they were thought to be, you know, going a year ago right now, 
when we had no idea what was going to happen with Andrew Luck, they were thought to be, a, you know, on the short list of Super Bowl contenders. Um, and, you know, they still have a lot of that roster there, you know, and, and they made a big move to get to Forrest Buckner. Um, they, you know, put put a big, you know, big contract in his lap there. So when well, everybody uh, loves that GM, he's everyone's exactly. top GM choice. So exactly. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done a good job of creating, uh, changing that roster on the fly. Basically, took over a, a team that was not in good shape and and built him up quickly. So yeah, I think they're uh, they're an interesting team. I mean, I've, I've never been a big Phil Rivers fan, um, but that just is such a logical landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, first and foremost, the offensive line because he got he got beat up last year with a bad all bad line in in uh, L.A. That should not be the case. Uh, you know, I mean, Costanzo came back. You got Quentin Nelson, who's maybe the best guard in the league. Uh, you know, Ryan Kelly's oft injured, but he's good center when he's healthy. So you you got you got talent there, and should give him time and playing indoors. You know, at least what nine games a year uh, home and, and at Houston. So not a bad spot for him to land. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, how we've yeah. gotten here and and what all is transpired to get us into this position. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about four or five weeks ago, and we kind of you know theoretically you know thought well it could be a lot of movement, and and, and we both acknowledged the possibility that what if there's barely any movement? But that hasn't happened. There's there's been movement. There's probably going to be more. Uh, the um, NFL is taking full advantage of being the only game in town oh yeah. right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean, really, Brady felt like the domino that had to happen. If Brady goes back to New England, then everything else is just kind of like, eh, okay. So Marcus Mariota went to the Raiders. Big deal. He's going to be the backup. You know, Philip great Rivers move by home. him though. That's that's Tannehill esque because he can win that job. It, it absolutely is. I, I, you know, I thought the same thing. Like he has an opportunity to do to Derek Carr what was done to him. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent landing spot for him. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's been, you know, Teddy Bridgewater obviously going to Carolina, which, which pretty much steals the deal that cams out, whether it's by trade or release. So there's, there's been some movement, um, you know, maybe not the radical, you know, 15 teams are going to have different starters that could have potentially happened, but I never thought that would really happen. Like, you know, ultimately teams are always more likely to stick with the safe option, the guy they've already got. Um, you know, the whole like, oh, well, maybe this team, maybe the Giants will go get somebody. Like, yeah, they, you know, they just drafted Daniel Jones. They're going to they're gonna ride the storm out and see what he is. Uh, the Redskins are going to probably go with Haskin. Like, they, you know, we're, we're always in love with the next thing. But, it, like, you know, more often than not, teams talk themselves into just keeping what they've got. Yeah. Uh, it's you fall in love with your guys, especially if you drafted them. And if you're the yeah, Redskins, you, you know, yeah, I guess technically yeah. you've got a new, a new set of yeah, yeah people. Yeah, but. Yeah. And, and, you know, we still have the draft. I mean, you know, and, and, and weird things can happen at the draft. Obviously, you know, we've seen it recently where, you know, teams that obviously the Cardinals last year, you know, went from having Rosen to having, you know, the first pick and taking another quarterback. And there's, been some thought the Redskins might do that, but I don't believe they will. Uh, you know, with the number two pick, so we'll we'll see. You know, there might be more turnover after that point. Yeah, it it's certainly interesting. Um, it has been. It has been. Yeah, yeah. Giving us you know some sort of sports related diversion, which was helpful for yeah. me at least. Um, 
otherwise, I don't really have a lot. I, you know, so, some future potential uh, podcast topics. Matt suggested ranking movies based on uh, the quality of the movie where the opening theme is uh, a lead character is dumped or broken up with or broken breaks up, up with someone. Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of our a lot of our favorite comedy movies kind of start with that theory. It came to my mind as I watched Happy Gilmore last weekend, and I realized how many movies have a similar beginning. Yeah, I mean, Happy Gilmore. Uh, I think you could make a case that American Pie meets that with Ostriker with his college girlfriend. You could, you could, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, Big Daddy, another Adam Sandler movie that starts very similar fashion. He, you know, gets gets dumped by the girlfriend and ends up with the better woman by the end. Yeah. Um, you know, Stripes uh, for an old movie that kind of uh, follows that, uh, you know, story arc. John Winger has everything go wrong, including his girlfriend leaves him. Uh, you know, old school, Luke Wilson's character, obviously. Uh, you know, there's there's a number that come to mind. Euro Trip, uh, yeah. a classic. I, I think a lot of... A lot of late '90s, early 2000s teen comedies start that way. Start similar. Um, yes. You yes. know, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, she's all that. Freddie Prince's character gets dumped at, uh, at okay. the beginning. That movie, I don't know. I uh, never saw that. I'm just thinking, like, it's just kind of a theme of things that it is. happen. It is. Um, yes. Mall rats for a for a yeah. Jay and Silent Bob movie starts with the breakup of. Uh, well, no, both and, breakups. Yeah, both both main characters get dumped by their girlfriends to start the movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of ground we can get into that. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, a moment that only matters to you and I because I don't think anyone else remembers <laughs> it. But waiting for the 2008 2000. Oh no, I'm sorry. The 2004 2005. ASU basketball season home game against Arizona and listening to some student band singing a song that now (laughs) 15 plus years later, I still remember the chorus because it was a very simple, I can't handle it. Yeah. 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 That's a, you know, for all we know who that guy is, is, you know, the lead singer of some popular band right now. And yeah. we, we could have, we could have been there on the ground floor of superstar. Yeah. It More turns out he's not based on the song that we heard, but you know, there's always that possibility. It, it turns out that that person was Jack Antonoff who went on to write songs for Taylor Swift, uh, bleachers yeah, yeah. fun date, uh, the creator of girls <laughs> whose name escapes me. It was that guy, uh, yes. and that, and it's just as likely that it was some stoner yeah. dropout yeah. who yeah. never amounted to anything, Correct. or a stoner dropout who amounted to great things. I, you know, you can be yeah. that as well, but Possible, but not in music. I would, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, based on the little sample that we got, not all that impressive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a long time ago now. You're right, um, but. Boy, that was fun. That uh, our our camp out there uh, before a freshman year game uh, was was pretty legendary. Yeah, everything until the end of the game, the very uh, end of the game was I terrific. Know. I know, I know. I, we've we've discussed this before. Sporting events that like just you know break your heart. That was one. That, I mean, that that is really high up on my list of ones that I'm like, man, just 
I was devastated by that one because of how great the buildup was and how how anticipated it was for me, especially. I mean, you remember I had, you know, I had my day countdown going since since we got back for spring semester until that game, and that was in early March. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a fun time. It was a tough one. But it laid the seeds for three years later. And, you know, it all paid off when we got that win our senior year. Yeah. Well, we're going to have plenty of time to revisit these things and go back down yes. memory lane. I yes, have to damn. go back to work now because I just got an email from my boss, and apparently <laughs> quarantine doesn't mean no work. So no, no. until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.